common sense ain't that common anymore Seems common sense is past tense just like the dinosaur Political correctness has got a lot to answer for. Welcome to Rogue This is the Common Sense series, episode two. After having a crack at Bayside Council in episode one, which got a lot of traction and a lot of listeners, a lot of people sending me their stories dealing with um, bananas in numerous councils all over Australia. Really appreciate all that. Some horrendous stories, but um, I'm glad that everyone was supportive of someone finally pushing back um, against you know, the exorbitant rates we pay to our councils to continue have their thumb on our forehead every day of our lives. So I appreciate all the support on that one, this podcast. Episode two of the Common Sense series, the state of Victoria. Now, I was kind of tossing up whether I was going to do this or not. Um, and you'll see why a little bit later and I'll post the um, the why later on along with the podcast link. But is anyone else out there disillusioned with politics altogether? Have a dislike for both major parties? Now, you might be living in the US listening to this, Canada, I'm talking specifically Australia, but this, this you know, goes with wherever you're living. I know I am. I'm disillusioned with every single, at least major political party um, all around the world, wherever I've followed politics, mainly the US and um, Australia, a little bit in, in Europe and Croatia, but um, what is going on? Is is this is this a symptom of the lifer politicians? What I mean by that is people that their whole life is in the public service to then become a politician, then become a premier, then become a councillor, whatever it is that they're in the system from day dot, right out of high school, maybe they go to a, uh, an arts degree or some other degree that really you know, who knows what it provides, um, and then end up being a lifer politician. Is that is that why we're in this in this position? Um, no experience in the real world. I'll probably say that's a symptom for sure. Um, it's definitely a symptom. A symptom they should probably get a PCR test for because it's definitely the reason why we have um, so many shithead politicians in our country. Um, in my opinion, most of them couldn't run. It. Most of them couldn't run a chukraf. Now, is there good people involved in politics outside of being a politician? Perhaps, perhaps there's plenty. But when they put on that politician badge and get in front of the cameras and dictate to us what we're going to do with our lives every day, I think it changes things a lot, doesn't it? Um, like I said, I don't, I don't think they could run a chukraf. Um, they're very, very good at spending other people's money in the form of taxes. Very, very good. Um, and to be clear, with with most of my political commentary, um, I get I get some pushback from from time to time. I'm judging the man with the ball. The said government in power, whether that be right now Scomo and his whole team, whether that be a certain state premier and their whole team. Whenever I post something against the government in Victoria which would then be deemed anti-labor. I get a reply from someone every single time. But what about ScoMo? What about when Gladys was in power? What about Dom? What about this? I'm playing the man with the ball. What's your point? What about ScoMo? What about him? I don't like him neither. And I've been on record saying that. And about when I say that, those very people that send me those messages malfunction because they cannot comprehend how, how can you hate both big parties? You got to... 
you, we're trying to box you in into one party because you don't like our party. What's going on? It's confusion. They short circuit. And then you get abuse. Or then they go quiet and disappear. Um, but my point is, if any other party was in power, even one that I, let's say, supported as a child or a teenager or a young man and was doing what our government is doing today, especially in Victoria, rest assured I'll call every single one of those people out. It's not a football team or a basketball team or, or whatever you want to call it. Where you're like, oh, I can turn a blind eye because it's my team, they're my people. No, I would call them out. And if you think I'm being a hypocrite, that's your, that's your opinion. But I don't think I am because I've been on record calling out um, Gladys in New South Wales, calling out the bedwetter out there in WA that shuts the border on a sneeze, um, McGowan, you know. And unfortunately, most of the states that have the most gung-ho um, restrictions and mandates are labor states. So I'm playing the man. If they, they were liberal states, if they were independent states and they had these mandates, guess what? I'm playing the man. Some, some people might ask, okay, Bogues, you don't support any of the big parties. Where to from here? What do we do? Is anyone else disillusioned like me? I mean, can't stand the current government. Can't really stand the Liberal Party for the most part. Um, that's, you know, whether they're in power in a certain state or whether they're, whether they're not or whether they're competing. I, I just have a, a huge distrust for either side of government at the moment. I feel like there's a lot of people in that boat. There's a lot of people in that boat, more than you'd think. Um, what's the solution then? I mean, I don't have a solution because I'm, I'm disorientated as anyone um, trying to find my way. But I mean, if this is a case, and I've heard this from many people that I talk to, if this is a case of voting out the current party. Some people have said we do that at any cost. And we do that to perhaps have to vote for some other party that we don't really agree with or like but they're not as bad as the one in power. That's what I've heard from a lot of people. A lot of people have said that. I don't like that other party, but I don't like them more. That's where we've come, I think, in politics. It's not about what party you like anymore. It's which one you hate more. Hate less, sorry. So you've got one you absolutely despise and you've got one, I hate them a little less. They use some crazy shit, but I can deal with that. But this other party, I hate them with a passion. That's what it's become. It hasn't become which party is going to provide my family and my lifestyle the best possible pathway which 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 politicians are going to have the best um, health service and health industry and, and provide for our elderly and look after our elderly and look after our children in schools which which one's going to, it's not even about that anymore it's about which one's which one's going to excuse the french fuck you over less so it's basically you're going to vote for the one that doesn't hassle you as much right and that's 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 where we're going and i mean it's for those people thinking other major parties, major parties, would be any different than the one currently in power in their state, might be small nuances. There might be small little changes for the most part. Um, I've got a bridge to sell you, although I will say congratulations to New South Wales. Um, they are officially open for business as far as I know. The people that I talked to there, um, the 15th of December was the official open day for everyone who integrate in society, whether you've had one dose, two doses, no doses, 
a booster or 75 boosters, you're all welcome in society. Now, businesses, I believe, can still ask you for your papers and um, ask you to scan in and all that kind of stuff. That's their free will. Um, I think the uh, free market will take care of those businesses if that continues on week on week on week. Um, there are cases surging here in Omicron and people are now you know, throwing abuse at the New South Wales Premier for not shutting down and not bedwetting. So it's going to be interesting. I record this on, on, on the 20th of December. Uh, going into Christmas, and I wonder if he's he's going to backtrack down down the line and perhaps get that political pressure, the media pressure, gets to him, and, and he maybe has that short, sharp, snap lockdown for two weeks that le- that leads into months upon months. I'm interested to see. I really am. I think a lot of people out there are, and a lot of people uh, are really waiting to see what's going to happen. Are we going to lock down? What's going on now? As far as I've read, I'm not a doctor. As far as I've read. The Omicron is, is spreading like wildfire, but the hospitalizations aren't up there with, with the previous few variants. So as of now, in Australia at least. So if that continues, maybe we stay open and everyone everyone catches it, gets over in a few days and, and we get get back uh, get back to normal. But I, I won't hold my breath with that. I definitely um, will not hold my breath. Now, I want to get onto the rhetoric around labeling people. And I think our government, is has a lot to answer for. Um, I've seen some of these premiers' Hollywood press conferences where they're spewing vermin out of their mouth. I cannot get over the rhetoric around labeling anyone who's anti-mandate as bigots and anti-vax and blah, blah, blah. It, it boggles my mind. I know many people, you probably know many people, that have, have been vaccinated, single dose, double dose, whatever it is, but they are strongly against mandates. It's interesting because all of a sudden there's a lot of people that on the other side that are pro-choice on most other issues that aren't pro-choice anymore. How do we get how do we get there? How do we get here? I'm I'm a big believer in people making their own health decisions. And I think once the government starts mandating what you do, it's a very, very slippery slope. And people push back and say, Oh, well, it's you know, it's 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 for the betterment of the community and you're keeping everyone safe. Well, I understand that. From what I understand, the, the, the first first and foremost, you're keeping yourself safe as per what we are told about getting the vaccination, right? Um, I'm yet to read a conclusive study, and if there's one out there, please send it to me, that um, says that you are much more contagious without the vaccination or you are much more of a threat. I've yet, I've yet to read one. Now, I've, I've read stuff kind of pointing towards that, saying, oh, you know, it could be a little bit more... Um, a bigger viral load in the unvaccinated, but then I've also had um, studies and citations telling us the opposite, that um, no, it's, it's very, very similar. So I, I don't understand that. I really don't. I think it's um, everyone's decision f- to make for themselves. But like I said, if you start having the government mandate this, are we going to mandate people with a high body fat index? Hey, you can only go through one drive through a week. Because the argument was, for most people, as soon as you said, well, you know, the vaccination's for you to protect yourself, to protect you from ending up in hospital um, and clogging up the health system, right? Well, guess what else clogs up the health system? Junk food, drive throughs on every corner, cigarettes, alcohol, drug addicts, I guess you could call them, drug abusers, whatever the politically correct word is. We have legal, remember this, we have legal places to take our drugs. The drugs that are legal 
We have legal places to go and take those drugs. But somebody who is not taking the double dose vaccine cannot go to certain places. Get your mind around that. And I'm just pouring out the hypocrisy of, of, of all of this, where it's a very, very slippery slope, and I, I believe it needs to be discussed, that if you're going to say you're going to die on that hill of like, we don't want to clog up the health system and overrun our nurses because they've already got a high workload, well, there's a lot of people out there that do that every day by their diet. There's a lot of people out there every day. What do, they, what do we do during lockdowns? We sat on our ass and watched Netflix for 10 hours a day and Uber Eats our food. Couldn't even get out and go and get buy a takeaway. Lost the one small bit of exercise most people got to go and get their food from the local pizza shop or whatever you're getting. That was now gone. So where's all the uh, health advice around getting some vitamin D in the sun? Get out in the sun. Get off your ass and don't watch Netflix 10 hours. Maybe exercise for an hour or two when you were allowed to, of course. Um, you know, be careful what you're eating. Don't go through the drive-thru every time you see one. You don't need the Coke with your uh, with your salt, with your burger and, and fries. You don't need your fries with your burger. Um, have a salad once in a while. Have some fruit. You know, look after yourself. I, I think that, that messaging also would be very, very important when there's a virus that has now, the last couple of weeks, um, shown that it, it actually attacks people with a, a higher body fat percentage. It does, you know, higher body fat content. It attacks those people a bit more severely. So we haven't had any of that from politicians. They get up on their stage and all we hear is one thing to, for your health. Now, like I said, if you want to take 50 doses, that is your decision. It is not the government's. But the rhetoric and wording from the government, to me, is as close to insightful as it gets. They're almost painting you know, a canvas saying that the reason why we're still locking down and we have cases is because we've had people that did not want to take the vaccination. Now, we are one of the highest vaccinated percentages in the world in Australia. And all that's doing is, is causing a divide. People that have had the double dose with the booster or both of their doses are now looking at these people who, who didn't want to get didn't want to get it for whatever reason and could, could actually hold out without losing their job and saying, we still have these restrictions because of you. Bang, division in the community, fights, this, that, swearing, back and forth. On the flip side, we have people who are completely anti-vax, abusing those who have had the vax, saying they're sellouts, saying they're government um, patsies and all that kind of stuff. They're both the same. Wake up, people. The government is fueling this division. And... It just boggles my mind that you get on these fringes of both sides. They're both equally as bad as each other, in my opinion. Now, how do you fix that? I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. But the, the government's getting up on their stage and, you know, um, whatever his name is up there in, in Darwin, giving his press conference a couple of weeks ago saying that if you're anti-mandate, you're anti-vax. What world is this guy living in? You're getting the vaccination to protect yourself, first and foremost, to say that people who might get both doses and a booster and they say, well, you know, I still think it's your choice to get it, calling them anti-vax, logically, how does that make sense? In what world does that make sense? So wake up, people, man. Stop, stop, stop with this division. Stop listening to these premiers give their press conferences. Turn it off. I know their numbers are heavily down from what they were a year ago, but 
I'll give you an example of how this rhetoric has turned into lies and then people have doubled down. There's a, there's a uh, politician named Andy Medic, Animal Justice Party, I believe, in Victoria. For those not familiar with the system, he was an important independent that um, would give his vote to the Andrews government for their pandemic bill, which is a whole other story in itself. We were reminded about a month or so ago, maybe more, where there was protests outside of Parliament House, night and day. Um, protesters were, roughly in my opinion, pretty vocal and angry about things. People losing their jobs, you know, blah, blah, blah. The rhetoric was starting around these violent anti-vax people. Um, you know, they're, they're a menace to society. It was starting in the media. You could see it. It was starting to get fueled. All the media had their talking points from, their, from the government. Um, it was starting. Protests outside of Parliament House. The first time I've seen Brett Sutton, and I believe it might have been Andy Medic or someone else with Brett Sutton. No, it might have been Weimar, the, the, the transport minister who's now an expert on COVID, COVID commander. Walk out of the front doors down the steps of Parliament. Have not seen it in 18 months. They walk out, TV crews, camera crews, media, right, ready for them to walk out. Protesters are about 20, 30 metres away yelling abuse at them. Do I condone the abuse? No. Just coincidentally, the cameras were rolling. What do we see on our news telecasts? These, you know, we're starting to get scared as politicians. We, you know, we walk out and they abuse us. They have parking underneath Parliament House that every single one of them uses, especially in times like this where they're not seen by the public. But, but that day they decided to walk down the steps. As soon as I saw it, I knew what it was. I knew what, what the whole deal was. I knew what, what direction we we're going with the um, messaging from media and politicians. Hold the in the next couple of days. A portion of our community who are, you know, getting violent about these mandates, and they're a fringe minority, loony group, blah blah blah. Now, is there people in that group that are probably crazy and ready to go? Probably. Is it the majority of that group? No, it's not. So we continue on with Mr. Andy Medic. Andy Medic's child. Was going to use child. Was attacked one night late, eleven o'clock at night, odd in Fitzroy child was attacked his child ends up in hospital straight away a statement's put out from mr andy medic himself i have a strong suspicion and reason to believe that this this attack was because of my political standing and who i am as a politician a little bit of research on his child's social media as soon as i saw that red flag red red flag you know, some of the most violent, grotesque Instagram and Twitter posts you'll ever, you'll ever see, condoning violence to numerous other politicians that um, weren't in his child's favor. I knew straight away something was up. I'm like, this, this doesn't smell right. Something's going on. We then get a statement from the Victoria Police the next day. We find out his child was graffitiing on a wall. Conveniently, it was anti-vax sentiment that was graffiti on the wall, and the child thought, oh, I can't allow this. I've got a spray paint over it. Now, who walks around at 11 o'clock at night with a spray can bottle in their bag? Andy Medic's child. Perfectly normal thing to do, perfectly sane. I mean, I, I, I walk around the city of uh, choice wherever I'm at with a can of spray paint just in case I see something offensive to me, and I just spray over it. It's, I think it's my duty to the community. So that's the first thing. Victoria Police then state that um, a fella from the public 
came up to Andy Medic's child and said, what are you doing? Graffitiing the wall? Stop. Probably had a little bit of back and forth, probably not using a bit of colorful language. Andy Medic's child decides to turn around and throw the spray can at this gentleman. Now, Andy Medic's child, obviously not sporty. I don't even know if the uh, spray can made the distance, but anyhow, it landed next to the gentleman that asked Andy Medic's child to stop. So the gentleman picked up the can and threw it back as Andy Medic's child ran away. Hit Andy Medic's child in the back of the head. Of course, went down like a ton of bricks. Look at me, I'm the victim now. Ended up in hospital somehow. All confirmed by Victoria Police. I believe they had CCTV footage of the whole debacle. So I'm waiting the next day for Andy Medic's apology. I'm waiting for what's 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 going to happen here. He's blatantly lied. He's he's basically said this is this is you know political violence. Essentially, it's these anti-vax people. I know it is. You know, insinuating all that. Right. He gets asked about it. Instead of apologizing and saying he made a mistake and jumped the gun, he doubles down. Just like Justice Smollett did, doubles down, saying, well, you know what? My child slash trans people have a rough time with the police. They don't have a good relationship. And what the police statement says is not the truth. So now the very Victoria police that we all know is pretty much in bed with the Andrews and Labor government. Either they've lied or Labor government's lied. Which one is it? What an absolute joke. What an absolute joke that these are our politicians that have their finger on the pulse to vote through these pandemic bills. They're the people we, we, we look up to to lead our, our state, our nation, our local council for the betterment of the people. Just just absolutely diabolical stuff and I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. Where is that at, by the way? Have we, have we got a result for that? It was just gone quiet again, right? Don't look over here, everyone. It wasn't a hate crime, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. It was Andy Medic's child being an idiot and throwing a bottle, a spray can bottle, and getting it back in the back of the noggin. Path of course, in my opinion. But have we not heard anything from there? Victoria Police, can we get it? Let us know about that investigation. I believe it's a fine to, to graffiti in a public place, to carry a spray can around in your bag. Sounds premeditated to me. Can we get a result on that? Someone let Victoria Police know we should get a result on that because... Justice is due, and we haven't got it. Social media campaigns pushed by the Andrews party along with bots, right? Whatever he posts, Sutton posts, you go onto those posts and you just see a plethora of, we love you, this, that, this, that, you're the best, keep fighting for us, blah, blah, blah. I'm willing to bet this is a team of, of, of 50 to 100 Labor staffers with... 50 to 100 accounts each just pumping out tweets because what I noticed is these these posts disappear on the weekends, the good old public service. Um, they, they hype up a little bit at night on weekdays, so they are working overtime, but for weekends they disappear and, and watch, Christmas holidays are just around the corner. It's going to go pretty quiet. Um, but when you talk to people out in public, I have rarely heard anyone say they like Andrews. In fact, you hear quite the opposite. A lot of profanity, a lot of hate-filled messages when people bring up that name in Victoria. So I'm just trying to figure out. We all know social media is 10 to 15%, you know, 
of our population, if that. Um, but the sentiment on the streets is completely different. Only person I've ever heard push back was an older lady. I was at dinner. Her friends were actually giving her shit about Daniel Andrews, and she's like, "Oh, you use all just too hard on Dan. He's okay." And this was 2020. I reckon she's even on the anti-Dan train at this point. So when you're out in public and you talk to people, I've ever really heard anyone fire up to, to be pro-Dan, which is interesting. It's interesting because social media is not real life. We know that. It's a small minority of people. And I always try to listen to the pulse of people. If I go to a cafe, if I go to this, if I go to that, I try to get a feel for how people are feeling about the current situation. Asking a simple question like, hey, how are you dealing with the lock- lockdowns? How's your business been? How's, how's it been with staff? Have a lot of them just went on the job keeper, job seeker slash whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. And most of them within the second sentence would utter something profoundly laced about Daniel Andrews. That's what I found in my observation, small case study, I know. So sue me. But that's all, all I can talk about is what I see on a daily basis. Um, where's this all going? What's the point of this common sense episode? It all leads me to a letter. I received just recently after a social media post I made a few months ago. I got some advice from some people I trust, some people that are, you know, dabbling law. Just to make sure that I know, I know the ramifications of doing this very podcast and posting the letter, which will be attached to this this episode. I know I'm on a list now with the Victorian government. Just like the old communist days in Germany, I know I'm on a list. I know I'm not very well liked. I have, I have a social media reach, which is half decent. They're very worried about that. They don't like me saying anything bad about them. But the advice I generally got was, it's a, look, it's a letter to scare you into shutting up. Um, nothing binding in that letter. I'll read it out in a sec. But if you talk about it, um, if you alert people what you have received, they could look for any petty indiscretion to continue to be a nuisance or a thorn in your side. And that's the way they work. Well, I say bring it. I've done nothing wrong and I've done nothing illegal. So if if they think that I'm going to run off and get scared about some silly letter they've sent me, which I'll get to shortly, they've got another thing coming. But look, I'll, I'll play you the video that I posted many months ago. I'm in a group chat with some people, a lot of very influential people. Um, most of them posted this very same video. But yours truly was the only one that got the letter, funnily enough. So it seems somewhat targeted. Um, we we kind of waited about a week or two once I got the letter just to see if anyone else would get it. And no one else did. Uh, funnily enough, they, they trolled my website to find an email that was an admin email that ended up getting passed down to me from somebody. And that's how I got the letter. But uh, pretty interesting no one else got it because there was a lot of people that posted this. Here is the clip that I posted. Lying, cheating, stealing taxpayers' money, destroying Victoria. When it comes to corruption, the Victorian government is all in it together. Enough is enough. No politician in Victoria should vote to give this government permanent pandemic powers. If these politicians vote these laws in, make sure you vote them out. Go to votethemout.com.au Now, I will read you um, the website votethemout.com.au takes you to a website that has hashtag vote them out authorized by canvas deep proprietary limited abn number is on there 
With a little message at the bottom of it, the Victorian government is proposing to pass into law a new set of powers that will enable the Premier to extend emergency powers, including closing businesses for up to three months at a time. Three upper house MPs have enabled these proposed laws to be created, and in coming weeks, they will get to pass this into new legislation. Victorian citizens have not been consulted, nor have any of the health advice used over the last 18 months been made public. If you are a concerned citizen, please provide us with your details, and we'll provide you a citizen action plan that shows you practical things you can do now. Your action will ensure your members of parliament know your views and that you expect them to stand up for them when they get to vote. And then it just has bottom part of this website, first name, last name, email, submit. That's all it, that's all it has, right? But that's important. I'll tell you why shortly. That's important. Very, very important. So let's get to this letter. This letter is received, funnily enough, from the Victorian Electoral Commission, the VEC. Reference number dated the 10th of December 2021 has my name, the email that they happen to have found that got passed on to me. Dear Mr. Bogut, this notice advises you that you appear, you appear to have failed to comply with the requirements for the publication of electoral advertisements, handbills, pamphlets, or notices, authorization, authorization requirement in brackets, under section 83.1 of the Electoral Act 2002, Electoral Act brackets. This notice is a formal caution for non-compliance with the Electoral Act. The fact that a notice has been issued is taken into account when considering whether proceedings should be attributed against you for any future non-compliance with Section 83 of the Electoral Act. The Victorian Electoral Commission, VEC, we're just going to use that as VEC for the rest of it because I'm struggling with electoral for some reason, but was request, requested to assess a message posted to the Twitter account at Andrew Bogart on the 27th of October 2021. It's understood that this is an account registered by and maintained on your behalf. Description of the advertisement. The post made the statement, vote them out, exclamation point, accompanied by an embedded media clip directing viewers to a website, votethemout.com.au. The media clip announced and captioned that no politician in Victoria should vote to give this government permanent pandemic powers. An image of three current members of the Victorian Parliament was accompanied by the statement, if these politicians vote these laws in, make sure you vote them out. Here's a description of the relevant offence. The VEC has assessed the post and determined that it likely constitutes an electoral advertisement, handbill, pamphlet, or notice as defined by Section 3 of the Electoral Act, as it contains electoral matter. Section 4, 1 of the Electoral Act provides that electoral matter means matter which is intended or likely to affect voting in an election. If it contains a reference to or a comment on the things in section 4.2 of the act, including the government of, of a state or a member in parliament, it is to be taken to be intended or likely to affect voting in an election. In accordance with section 83.1 of the Electoral Act, a person must not, person must not print, this is how they wrote this letter, a person must not, person must not print, a person must not, person must not print. Publish or distribute or cause permanent or authorized to be printed, published or distributed an electoral advertisement, handbill, pamphlet or notice unless the name and address of the person who authorized the advertisement, handbill, pamphlet or notice appears. 
Well, guess what was on the website? The PTYLTD and the ABN number. I wonder if they even clicked the link at the VEC. Get this next line in their letter. Social media posts are not listed in section 83.3 of the Electoral Act, which prescribes items to which the authorization requirement does not apply. But let me read how they wrote this again, which prescribes items to which the, which the authorization requirement does not apply. So we obviously got some junior burger that wrote this letter out, which is hilarious because, I mean, my five-year-old son could realize he's written the same two kind of words in a row by accident, double, double typed them. They couldn't at the, at the Victorian government. It's my taxes at work. Jesus. If found guilty of an offence against Section 83.1 of the Electoral Act, the prescribed penalty for a natural person, am I natural? Not sure, is 10 penalty units equivalent of $1,817 as at the 1st of July 2021, and for, for a body corporate is 50 penalty notes equivalent to $9,087 as of the 1st of July 2021. Goes on, purpose of this notice, you are requested to immediately act to prevent any further offending against Section 83 of the Electoral Act, including taking corrective action in relation to electoral advertisements, handbills, pamphlets, or notices. For instance, an electoral advertisement, handbill, pamphlet, or notice posted to the internet, including a social media platform, must be authorized or linked directly to an authorization statement. Well, guess where that link at the end of the video goes? to an authorization statement. Further action or information, any further offending against Section 83.1 of the Electoral Act may, may result in prosecution. The fact that this notice has been issued is taken into account when considering whether proceeding, proceedings should be instituted against you for future non-compliance with Section 83 of the Electoral Act. If you believe this notice has been issued in error and wish to request for it to be corrected or withdrawn, please make that request in writing. They send an address. If you have any questions in relating to this notice, please contact the VEC, blah, blah, blah. And that is from Keegan Bartlett, the Director of Electoral Integrity and Regulation. Well, VEC, here's your reply. I don't agree with your sentiment. I don't agree with the offenses you have stated. Um, in your very own act, it basically says... Social media posts are not listed in Section 83.3 of the Electoral Act, which prescribes items to which the authorization requirement does not apply. Interesting there. But that's what I got sent. That's what I got sent. So get this letter, read it, get some advice. People are like, well, you're on their list. They're aware of you. Maybe I'm doing the right things. Maybe I'm not. But the letter just it contradicts itself, which is always good. Social media posts are generally outside the bill. They refer to, I mean, the clip I played earlier, listen to it again if you want. It does not promote a political party. It links to a website which states the PTYLTD with an ABN number of the, and, and the business name. I believe that's fully within the act and within the law. Once again, I'm very careful about not promoting political parties because, like I said earlier, I'm disillusioned. I mean, I have no idea who I would even vote for if I was in that room with a, with a ballot. But I do know it will it would be anyone but the current government in. Is that illegal as per the Act VEC? I'm not endorsing any party. I don't endorse parties. I'm very strategic when it comes to not endorsing parties. There are parties I agree with some things they say, but I might not agree with all of them. I'm not silly enough to go out there on a, on you know and promote one single party. 
because at the end of the day, most of them will let you down eventually. You know what I mean? It's, it's just common sense with, with politics, at least in the big parties, the big parties, Liberal Labor. I mean, I'm disillusioned like many voters, I think, in Victoria and Australia at the moment. The purpose of this notice, I mean, this notice does not prevent you from publishing any electoral advertisements, handbills, pamphlets, or notices which properly comply with the authorization requirement. Which it was and did by their very own rules. It, it, it sure did. Click the link and you'll, you'll follow it. Um, so tell me again, Victoria is a democracy, right? Victoria is a democracy. Where did this come from? Did it come from the, 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 the government I criticize almost on a daily basis? Surely not, right? Because the VC, the Victorian Electoral Commission, they're nonpartisan, aren't they? They're there to protect the, uh, the integrity of, of our voting system and our democracy, right? 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 Or am I, am, I, am I missing something here? So what now? Will one of Dan's payrolled Victoria police pay-for-play police officers show up at my door with a notice? Is that what's going to happen next? Will I now be sending another, another letter asking me to stop? Here is one for you, VC. I endorse no political party in Victoria, none, not one. But I endorse voting for anyone other than the current one in power. I don't even care if that's your local garbage man, vote him in before the current government. If saying that is against the rules, well then send me another letter with your open-ended jargon. Thanks for joining me today. I got my rant out. Amazing we live in a place that we all think we're in a democracy and we we lift our noses to countries in, in the Middle East and countries in Europe and, and, and Asia. That's a dictatorship. Oh, the government's crazy. We're a democracy here in Australia. Are we really? Are we really? I think it's a great, a great sell when people think they live in a democracy. But what's different right now in Australia? compared to some of those very countries we snubbed our nose at many years ago, many wars ago, many dictatorships ago. What's different? We had a curfew. We had to be home by. <laughs> Certain people still to this day aren't allowed to go and access everyday facilities. Certain children can't go and play local sport without certain paperwork. That's a democracy. Might be a bit of an illusion for everybody to think about out there. Um, but VC, I hope someone from your department has listened to this podcast. And, and if you have, please share it with all your um, all your all your friends and family. And of, of course, you're nonpartisan, Labor or liberals or independents or whatever. You're, you're completely in the middle, right? Got it. Have a great day or night, wherever you may lie.